I'm so grateful for the opportunity to consider the question of play. For all that I have children to enjoy and I have creatures such as Tigger with me along for the ride, I need reminding. And this year, this year I need reminding about play more than ever. I know for many of us this year has been uh, closed and so difficult to even think about mirth and fun and, and joy and all that ways that we're fed when we think about play or even not think and just play. But now, now is this opportunity that many of us may not have quite felt before. Many of us have been fine, but many of us have not about expanding, widening and opening a bit at a time. I asked uh, members of the congregation and on Facebook, what does play mean to you? And no surprise that uh, even just a small sample of answers show that we contain multitudes when it comes to play. Uh, some people named how color and paint and shapes, just messing about with such things, that by itself is fun. Laughing with other grown-ups, playing a game, playing games for hours, that all of those are part of play. One of the things we get to do is have permission to kind of show our fun side when we play with the children in our lives. It might be children, it might be people we care for. It could be tickling and laughing and joking and poking. And so many of us named uh, grandchildren in particular, um, that there's nothing quite like the laughter of a child in our life. And that we teach each other games and teach each other how to play, not just the adults teaching children, but that we teach each other of all ages how to play. To be reminded, many of us talked about that simply going out for the joy of something, not necessarily with purpose, but with much purpose beyond that of having fun. Uh, laughing, dressing up to be somebody else or dressing up to figure out who you might be, uh, simply seeing the joy in somebody else, a person, a creature, such as when you play fetch, creating joy with another person or being, and that by itself is play. Uh, from other people's perspective, that to play means to experiment, uh, to try new things and not be attached to the outcome, uh, to let go and see what comes. It can be relaxing and restoring and freshing uh, to do so by yourself, uh, writing, creating, but also with other people. Some of us go into the world with an attitude of play in every moment and wonder at what may come and be joyful in receiving what gets discovered. I'm a big fan, uh, and some others were, of the idea of play as uh, our work, the profound ability to be stewards of our minds and bodies and spirits, that 
simply to explore that that is human work in the world for people of all ages and to find what really sings and makes our spark light up. That may come with the play that comes from simply playing, but simple also with joy and with the sense of work. No surprise that some of us worship and other aspects of church are play. Uh, I am so looking forward to being in a place where we can kind of do more exploring and creating together because I want to invite us all in to the experiment and the effort that is that we get to create together on Sunday morning. My colleague, Reverend Craig Schwallenberg, talks about uh, play. He's growing a ministry of games, if you will, and he talks about how play is done for fun, that we learn while we play, we socialize while we play, we connect, we create, but all through the line of play is intent, the purpose, to simply have fun and to live in a sense of joy and wonder. Like I said, there are multitudes among us and so much more. We have kind of a, a buffet of play, a potluck of play, and how we feed ourselves and how we feed our ch each other in art and music and words and science and science fiction and fantasy, engineering and nature and dance, to boldly go where no one has quite gone before. We get to immerse ourselves in a moment to shift our perspective on the world and see what might happen. To explore without a destination, to be present to ourselves and to each other. All of these and more. One of my favorite aspects of play is being willing to try and willing to fall. I had a chance to learn how to be willing to fall and fail. Uh, when I was in college, I had the special opportunity of taking a clown class one semester. Uh, and indeed, we, we spent the semester developing characters, experimenting, see what might happen, working up to nose, if you will, creating costumes and characters. And then we went out onto campus in our costumes and were willing to be goofy and silly and not entirely make sense uh, to the life passing by. It certainly was a good opportunity to be willing to fall and fail um, because our final exam was with a kindergarten class in the real world off campus. I will say I'm not sure the children knew quite what to make of us, but we had a great time playing red light, green light. We played together. And play allows release and plain old silliness. Those moments of giggles and laughter, of bubbles. I think bubbles is one of the best sources of just having fun in the world. And I hope we get to have more bubbles uh, in the months to come. But on a deeper note, I mean, these are all the good things, but on a deeper note, I want to say something about how play is so powerful and radical and transformative. 
Because I need to acknowledge that this month is Pride Month. LGBTQ plus lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and all. All who celebrate Pride this month and every month. We have the rainbows and uh, that are a thing of beauty and joy and make you smile by themselves. And all of the stripes that include folks who are transgender, non-binary, all the sexual orientations, people who are black, indigenous, and people of color. There is space for queerness from all people in historically marginalized communities. And in case you didn't know, uh, our annual General Assembly in the Unitarian Universalist Association this month includes a drag show, a drag show, and it will be hosted by the Reverend Marcus Foliano uh, in their uh, drag persona. Uh, Marcus is a, a member of this congregation. So that our association would have a drag show as kind of a religious act says so much. All of this says to me how much play is fierce, how play is fierce in the face of oppression and erasure, in the face of needing to be present to those, to all of us whose voices have not been heard and who we need to find ways to uh, show up against systems of oppression that would say that you are not worthy, that you are not valuable. And what comes out of play is to say, yes, I am. The question behind the question of play speaks to this fierceness as well. The question I have behind the question of play is, what I want to know, what I'm also asking, when I ask you, um, what is your sense of play, is what do you love? What do you love? And our answers help us discover and rediscover what is of value to us. You know, what are the pathways to inspiration, celebration, Resistance to a world that would commodify, put a price tag on each of us, when we know that we are all worthy. How people play is going to be adding to the renewal of our congregational life in this year in particular, and to the church in the 21st century. I want to know what you love. What brings you joy that we may amplify and send that out into the world together? That we may cultivate the flexibility, the resistance, the resilience, and the capacity for creation in this congregation and in the moment. Because to play involves trust, involves a certain covenant of rules, of, it involves relationship of listening to each other and inviting each other into the joy. As a congregation, we're going into a, a year where we get to practice all of the above, all the play, 
all of the effort, all of the care, all of the love. And it's been a while since we really did that in person. We've been made so narrow and struggled and small when uh, this week in particular watching the news that there won't be an investigation into the attempted coup on January 6th, for example. Yet another ding in the faith in humanity and contributes to genuine concern for the state of our democracy. I mean, just that question alone. So how shall we remain resilient and open to revelation, open to new truth, as we say we hold dear? We discover the ways to play and share them as much as possible. And we get to do this together. I love already what I have seen in the congregation's ability to play. I think last fall's chalk a spot in the parking lot kind of showed us just a little bit of the creativity of uh, people of all ages sitting down on the ground and the pavement and decorating, um, sending messages, simply coloring for the sake of fun of coloring, and that we all were doing this together. We get to go to this upcoming picnic that I have heard so much about and that wasn't able to happen last year. But we get to come back to it and be in this picnic together for this year to come, for this year, for now, with each other. We need to find those ways to access passions and values and to restore one another. You and I, we, we need to play and play again and let the congregation do what it loves as an expression of love, one that is embedded with joy and revelry. Play in our congregational life. It creates connections, fulfills our promises, helps us know each other and expands our perceptions. We are able to let each other breathe and bring that breath into the world. My closing thought on play comes from Cassie Enns. Play is the sacred space where curiosity and loving guidance and acceptance lead to an expansion of the self. So let me close with that and I'll say again, play is the sacred space where curiosity and loving guidance and acceptance lead to an expansion of the self. Let us take up that opportunity, that answer to the question of how to be a people of play. Let us create that sacred space. Let us do, for, do so for ourselves. Let us do that creation for each other. May we go forth, and may we go forth and play. Amen. <laughs>